This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Byron Morrison. Byron is an author, speaker, mindset, and high-performance consultant. He helps CEOs handle their new level of pressure and deal with the shadow side of success. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So... To kind of illustrate that for you, I really need to take you back a few years. Kind of like growing up, I was always someone who had these big goals and dreams. Like I wanted to do something that mattered. I wanted to impact the world, but I never really knew what that was. So like a lot of people, I basically just went along for the ride that is life. I kind of went to university, got a good job, found myself earning decent money and on track to a life others would deem a success. But... I was also very unhappy. I was kind of unfulfilled, going through the motions and really not sure what I was doing with my life. And it was after my, only after my dad got cancer and seeing the pain that he went through during his treatment, he spent 25 days in ICU, most of that on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy after having most of his bowel surgically removed that I realized that I had a change. And as I started going through this journey of turning my own life around, I started learning everything I could about mindset and psychology and health and high performance. And the more I dived into it, the more I saw how much my dad's kind of lifestyle contributed to the development of his disease. At the time, he had a very successful job. He was working 14-hour days. He was completely stressed out of his mind trying to balance all of these various different things and he had so much pressure and expectations on him something always had to give and the more I dived into it the more I saw how all of that inevitably led to him getting sick and that was what really led to me writing my book wanting to pass on what I learned and why I started this mission of helping other kind of people who are in this position he was take back control because I find so many kind of business owners and CEOs, they have all of that pressure and stress and the weight of the world on their shoulders, yet they bottle it up. They don't know how to deal with it. And eventually it takes its toll. So that's kind of like a snapshot of what's got me to where I am today and why I do what I do. Yeah, and I think it's tough because if you're in a senior executive role or any role as a, um, you know, public CEO, private CEO, executive, startup founder, any you know position where people are depending on you, you like you said, you have that kind of weight on your shoulders and you don't want let, to let people down. Other jobs are depending on you, the success of the company in terms of your decision making. Like you said, bottling it in, then it starts impacting your health and then other aspects, relationships in your life and finding a path to, I guess, express it or come to terms with it and diffuse it so what are kind of uh, the ways 
someone in that situation kind of comes to the realization they need help and how can they kind of start, you know, getting to a good place? The first thing for me is recognizing there's a problem. Like the big issue I find with a lot of kind of CEOs and business owners, they're one of those kind of personality types where they don't want to admit there's a problem. Like they've given so much to their business. They're kind of that A player that doesn't want to be seen as having a weakness. So that's having that self-awareness for them to recognize that actually, even though it looks like they've got it all figured out and they think that they're a superhero, they're only human. And just like kind of like with my dad, it's kind of recognizing that all of us can fall into that trap where things can get too much. So from there, kind of seeing that actually they need to tackle it before it becomes a bigger issue. It's really about auditing what's actually going on in their life. What's triggering all of these stresses? How is it impacting them? What's it holding them back from doing? And from there, really working out, okay, how can they actually solve it? Because if they really sit down and work out, okay, this is the life and result and success I want to create. This is what's holding me back. That's going to be a lot easier to sit reverse engineer the journey. You can sit down really and come, okay, these are the actions. These are the steps. These are where I need to go in order to start making this. And then it all comes about putting that plan into action, saying the right routines, having the right boundaries, and in short, it becomes non-negotiable. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really important, like you mentioned, having that uh, self-awareness or developing a kind of a state of being self-aware to understand, you know, where you are, if you're doing too much, what can you do to pivot in terms of kind of your mindset? And I think mental health is often overlooked in, you know, executive roles and startups and startup founders. That's one of the things people don't necessarily really talk about. But you know, it's kind of a lonely journey being a leader oftentimes or starting a company or founding a company. And you have things that develop things like depression that you have to deal with, with kind of those uh, underlying pressures that you have to go through every day. Completely agree. I think the one thing that you really kind of uh, hit on there is a lot of, especially in the kind of startup world and kind of new businesses, Social media is portrayed as this life of luxury. Like if you start a business, you're going to have all of these like private planes and endless wealth and life's going to be amazing. Whereas anyone who's actually run a business knows it's a very different story. Like you're basically spending your days putting out fires, dealing with conflicts, essentially just trying to come overcome challenge after challenge after challenge. So yes, it is possible to have all of those positives, but this is why in my content, I talk a lot about what I call the shadow side of success, because whenever you shine light on something, there's a shadow, yet people overlook that and what's actually going on, because no one wants to go on social media and be like, do you know what? I'm really struggling. Like, I'm stressed out of my mind. Nothing's going according to plan. I, like, And that's why I genuinely believe you have to be a special kind of crazy to be an entrepreneur, because you're essentially signing up for a life where... Every single day, you're going to get punched in the face. You've got to get up smiling and come back for more. But with social media, people don't want to admit that. They would rather just put on this facade of everything's great. I think that's where a lot of the misperception comes in of why people bottle it up and struggle. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, social media can be used for, for good, but I mean, it's a highlight reel. So you don't see it, like you said, all the struggles, everyday things that have to go into that success. And there's only small, a small percentage of businesses and entrepreneurs that actually get to a level 
of you know attaining that success most fail obviously i think the common denominator there is learning pivoting and then learning from that success and not giving up and learning from the failures as well and kind of keep going and taking something from each situation yeah and i think again that comes down to mindset and self-awareness because where so many business owners get fall short is they keep chasing some path kind of saying to themselves if they carry on down this route it's all going to work out eventually they have patience it's going to happen whereas like you said uh, at times you need to know when to pivot you know when to adapt when to evolve and also when to kind of keep the course which is a very difficult thing when you're in the tunnel vision not really sure what's going on and then when you combine that with the stress of trying to manage a team trying to bring in capital trying to make sales get leads it's a tremendous amount to deal with and yeah i think that's a big part of the reason why so many business owners kind of fail because they put this vision of what they want to achieve on a pedestal and they don't realize that actually there's going to be a lot of failure along the way and it all comes down to perspective because you can either view that failure as a catastrophe everything's gone wrong and it's an awful thing which is how a lot of people take it or you can view it actually you needed that failure as a stepping stone because every time you make a mistake you learn what didn't work and that's going to lead you towards where you want to be so it's all about recognizing it's a journey not an overnight kind of race yep and a journey and a lifestyle like you said you're basically putting yourself through kind of self-inflicted pain day in and day out so being adapted and you know in a position for that kind of lifestyle because oftentimes some people get into it some people get out some people go work for other companies and that's okay figuring out you know what that situation for you is in terms of, of ideal situation and that can change from now till you know five years from now in terms of what you're dealing with and your responsibilities in your life yeah and it's just kind of recognize that there's nothing wrong with that like in this in kind of 2020 it's been glamorized that are oh, to be successful you have to be an entrepreneur or business owner whereas there's nothing wrong with being a really successful person in someone else's business but people are putting this unnecessary pressure on themselves and it's just leading to a lot of unhappiness where i speak to so many kind of ceos who they daydream regularly about burning their business down and just going to get another job but because they're worried about perception and what other people think, or because they have all this responsibility, they've got to keep moving forward. And that's why I think we need to be open and realize that life changes just because you're on this current path now doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life. And that plays into what you said before with kind of pivoting. Like if you're at a point in your business right now and you're not kind of enjoying it as much, something's missing or you're just going through the motions, maybe what you do need is to pivot, to try something new, put out a new offer, take it in a new direction. Whereas I find too many people kind of play it safe to stay even. And all that's doing is causing them to play defense when really to get to the success they want, they have to be going on the offense. Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? For me, the big thing is kind of when I look back on where I was a few years ago and how much of my own life I kind of wasted just going through the motions, watching time pass me by. The thing that terrifies me more than anything else is regret. It's that idea of kind of, 
waking up at 65 and looking back at the life that I could have lived. Like that's what lights the fire inside of me. Like I read an amazing quote recently saying that the definition of hell is reaching the end of your life and the person you are meeting the person that you could have become. And I find that so powerful. It's just making sure we make the best use of every single day because we don't know how long we have and we have to make it count. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, I think time doesn't wait for you. And uh, doing something, you're less likely to regret your decision because even if it's the wrong decision, it's a learning experience. You take something from it, you can apply it to the next thing or the next challenge. But if you don't undertake that at all, you have that regret and that regret will linger and those what ifs will continue for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's something that I personally find terrifying. It's just... Like after my kind of dad's cancer, I realized that life is too short to be wondering what if. And if we really want something, we need to put ourselves out there and go for it. And that's why I kind of love the work I do with business owners and CEOs, because it's the people who dared to think bigger. Like they wanted to create something amazing to impact the world and do something that matters. And that's why I love that market. Yeah, I agree. And I think people are often afraid for uh, hearing no. But when you're in a position where, you know, time is important, time's the most important thing, you have to get things done. No's are just, you know, ne- onto the next thing. S- somebody will eventually say yes. And even negative feedback. I mean, feedback is great. I mean, you're always going to have some kind of haters. I think that's uh, a definition of success when you have a bunch of haters because they're still watching you and critiquing you if you're kind of doing the right things. But Hearing no's, I think uh, jumping or making a decision, I think people have self-doubt. And I think that first initial step is the hardest and not being worried about what people say to you. I mean, and like you mentioned, I think if you don't ask for something or position something or try something, nobody's going to do it for you. I mean, there's been several situations where I kind of, you know, overthought, you know, should I email this person or should I go up to this person at like a conference or event where they're going to say, Should I just throw out something like, you know, be on my podcast or do this or do that? And the the times that I ended up doing it, I didn't regret it. But the times that I did not, I, I, you know, I still think about today. I think the big lesson in that for, and this will be super valuable for anyone listening to this, is to remember that whether it's in life or business or whatever you're doing, you're never going to know the alternative to any decision that you make. So all of the energy that you waste talking yourself out of it, if you put that energy into actually going after what you want, even if it's a no, then you know. Whereas it's better than just then kind of kicking yourself afterwards, being like, I wish I did that, or kind of regretting it and thinking, what if? So I'm a firm believer in just put yourself out there. Like you're going to get rejected. You are going to get a ton of no's, but you're never going to get the yeses without the no's. I agree. So what's one thing that you may have seen in yourself as a weakness in the past that you turned around and utilized as a strength today? I think the big thing for me personally was actually getting clear on what I wanted. Like when I kind of came out of my journey and I wrote my book and everything else, I didn't really have a plan. It was just kind of, okay, what next? Like what I'm doing today, none of this was intentional. Like if you said to me seven years ago, this is what I'll be doing, I would have laughed at you. Like I had no idea that this would be the path. And I think one of the big mistakes that I made kind of coming into that journey 
was not taking the time to really think about where was I going and kind of mapping it out. Because one thing I always say to clients is, while it's great to have that kind of big vision, always be open to pivot or to evolve. And that's why we only ever focus on 90 days at a time, because otherwise it's too overwhelming thinking, where do you want to be in five years? That I didn't really take any of the time to do any of that. I was just kind of like, let's try stuff, see what happens. And I think that's why I hit a lot of stumbling blocks in the first kind of 18 months of running my business. And it's given me a lot of lessons that I can now take and do differently with clients to help them avoid the mistakes I made. Yeah, it's awesome. I think for, for me, it was um, looking at other people and other people's journeys. So people that wanted to do the same thing that I wanted to do, but they were in different points of their journey. So I thought, you know, they started where I was and they're a lot further ahead or some people are, are you know, behind me, but always kind of uh, not having my blinders uh, looking forward and kind of running my own race, but looking at, you know, this person's doing that, that person's doing this, what am I doing wrong? And adding to kind of that self-doubt and when I kind of changed that mindset I achieved a lot more and I got a lot more done playing into that again though it's that kind of social media highlight reel because if you're looking at someone else's success you have no clue what's going on in their world like they could be miserable they could be hating what they're doing they could have sacrificed all other parts of their life they could have just got lucky or they could be incredibly talented and have worked amazingly hard You've got no way of telling. But I think it's so important that we remember it really doesn't matter. Like that's their life and their journey. What they're doing is irrelevant to you. I think we have too much of a tendency to pressure ourselves to be like someone else. Like I had a client recently who I was talking about. He, despite how well he was doing, he just kept feeling like he wasn't enough. Like he kept feeling like he should be doing more and he wasn't where he was meant to be. And when we really broke it down, I, I was asking him, who are you comparing yourself to? The only name he could come up with was Tim Ferriss. Like he'd, he'd read the four-hour work week and he saw this guy who had built this incredible company and had done all these things. And he was like, we're the same age. Like That's where I should be. I was just like, if you break it down, you're like ahead of 99% of people, if not more, who are behind you, who wish that you're at, uh, they were where you are. But he was putting such an unnecessary pressure on himself. And once he got that realization, he could actually understand that, you know what, it's what Tim Ferriss does is irrelevant. Like it's his life and it's just kind of taking that um, expectation away and just focusing on enjoying our own journey. Yeah, I agree. And I think like you said, uh, understanding that there's people doing better than you and there's people doing worse off than you, obviously as a overall perspective in terms of me personally is being thankful for what I do have, you know, living in the United States and then, you know, taking it back to, you know, most of the world lives in poverty or a fraction in terms of the opportunities that people have in the United States. I like to kind of break it down into kind of first world problems and, and third world problems. So it's, if it's a first world problem, like you didn't get whipped cream and your cappuccino, it's the end of the world really kind of put yourself and uh, the things in your life in perspective. Obviously, you had a changing uh, moment with the sickness of your father. I had my grandfather passed away last year. My dog actually got cancer six months ago. Um, and all these things happened. Um, I was supposed to adopt two children we had for a year. I'm a foster parent and that kind of fell through and they got reunified after a year with their parents and then, you know, sickness of other family members and all this and all that. 
and it really puts things in perspective what's really important and the time you have in terms of cherishing it i think your mentality on that's amazing and again that comes down to that self-awareness that we spoke about because a lot of people will be like all these awful things have happened and they'll sink into this negative state of mind and they'll let it completely control them and take over. Whereas one of the big lessons I've learned is regardless of what's happened in the past, we can't change it. But the one thing we can do is choose how we respond to it going forward. And when we shift our energy away from focusing on the things that are done, that we can no longer do anything about, we can start actually enjoying the present more and actually living in the moment and focusing it towards the future because it really is a choice it's like all these awful things have happened and it's something that i'd never want anyone to go through like with what you described but it's still you can either allow that to control you or you can take back the control that you have over it yeah i agree and uh, one of the things that um happened with my grandfather he told me you know he's proud of me where i was in life before he passed you know a few months a few years and what i'm doing in terms of being a foster parent what i'm doing in terms of professionally so in my mind you know i went through the grieving process but feeling bad for myself and shutting down and staying kind of depressed it wasn't fair to him so i mean the best thing i could have done and do to honor him is give him my all and you know push forward and give it the max of my abilities and just kind of give back in terms of adding legacy because that's kind of what he would have wanted. That's awesome. Like, I love that kind of mentality and state of mind that you have around it. And I think spreading that message and kind of allowing more people to hear it and kind of giving themselves permission that actually that's okay to kind of move forward and kind of live your life to the best to kind of remember them in that way is incredible. So a lot of respect. Yeah, and you're still going to have that, you know, place that you forever changed in your heart that you miss that person, but it shouldn't define your affect you in that negative aspect. It should be kind of a guiding light in your life. Yeah, I completely agree. I said there's a very big difference between going through a traumatic event and allowing it to completely destroy your life and hold you back or going through it, kind of dealing with it and then finding a way to move forward like it's with what i'm saying it's not about ignoring the past you're not like oh this has happened i don't care move on like of course not it's about realizing okay i can't change that but how can i find a way to come to terms with it deal with it and move forward it's very different but very powerful as well once you kind of get that shift yeah i agree so what's one piece of advice you have for the audience one of the like I actually got asked this question recently and someone asked me like if you could go back and give your younger self any piece of advice what would it be and the answer I came up with is get comfortable being uncomfortable because I think regardless of how successful someone might be right now there's a good chance that they're living in their own little bubble like even if you're running a highly successful business, you're probably just focusing on work. You're focusing on that area of your life and something is going to be missing in other areas. Like I think it's impossible to have everything kind of where we want it to be at all times. Otherwise, we just get bored. We wouldn't be working towards anything. So I think it's so important that we constantly look for ways to grow, to push ourselves, to try new things and experience life. 
because that's how we find out who we truly are and what we enjoy so yeah get comfortable being uncomfortable and try new things yeah i agree and i think people often think like the situation they're in will continue so success isn't constant neither is failure so if you're doing super well something's going to come down or right around the corner that may just sabotage that because like i said last year professionally it was awesome you know what i mean podcast did well uh business things did well but like everything around me in terms of you know losses and family type things were cr- crumbling so you don't necessarily have that work and life balance where those stresses always kind of are on an even plane and everything is like sunshine and rainbows something eventually will come around and test you and i think the the parts of life you get tested you can apply to harder things that come down the uh the line as you progress through your life and your career and businesses and personal life yeah i think that kind of goes back to learning to enjoy the moment and focus on the journey because we never know how much time we have or even if everything's going amazing suddenly things can be completely derailed someone can get sick we could lose a family member things could go completely wrong and that's why i'm such a big believer in living in the moment learning to take every single day as it comes and actually just enjoying life because we only have one life and we need to really make it count and focus on what matters most yeah i agree so i really appreciate you stopping by today can you let the audience know how they can find you yeah, the two easiest uh, ways to connect with me are either byronmorrison.co.uk or to search for Byron Morrison on LinkedIn. And I put out daily videos and content and kind of guides and support to help people really deal with that shadow side that comes with their success. So yeah, just follow me on there to find out more. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks for having me on. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.